There's no time to waste 
Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Great Commission Community Church. Um, he is risen. Risen indeed. Um, yes. So this is the second Sunday of our Easter season, um, the part of the church calendar we call Easter Tide. And Easter Tide is all about celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Um, and especially celebrating together as a family in Christ who are joined together by the Holy Spirit. As the Apostle Peter wrote, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, all of us have been grieved by various trials in our lives, but all of us also have reason to rejoice, and all of us have reason to praise and bless over God, our God, who has triumphed over death. Can we lift up these joyful songs of praise? Not all of us may be in the mood to rejoice right now, um, but nonetheless, this is a time that acknowledges the greatness and goodness of Jesus and finds joy in worshiping God together. Yeah, so um, I hope you came in ready to celebrate and rejoice, um, but even if you didn't, please find joy as we praise God, who is amazing and Let's stand and praise him. Lift up your hymns of praise. 
death has lost its hold. I know on that final day, hell rises, Jesus rose. Let's sing that again. When I believe in Christ, risen from the dead, He now reigns victorious, His kingdom knows no end. Through His resurrection, death has lost its hold. I know on that final day, I'll rise as Jesus rose. On that day, we will see you shining brighter than the sun. On that day, we will know you as we lift our voices one. Till that day, we will praise you for your never-ending Keep on singing on that glorious day. What a blessed hope, though now tired and worn, we will spend eternity around our Savior's throne. Though we grieve our losses, we grieve not in vain. Though we know our crown of glory weighs beyond the grave. Sing, what a blessed. And what a blessed hope, though now tired and worn, we will spend eternity Lift 
lift our voices one till that day we will praise you for your never ending grace we will keep on singing on that glorious day on that day we will see you shining brighter than the sun on that day we will know you as we lift our voices one
every trial and every season. Please at this time take a minute to offer up your own prayer of thanksgiving to God in your own words. Maybe remembering those times when we cried out in our needs and he answered powerfully and graciously. And knowing God is with us now and always. Let's pray. Communities 
suffering under systemic injustice and violence. We pray not just with lament or anger, but we also pray with thankfulness and trust. Um, please take a moment to pray for the specific people you know, um, and maybe that includes yourself, um, who needs to experience healing, deliverance, verses from 1st Peter ends like this. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. We have not seen you, Lord, but we have seen the work of your hands, and we have seen your heart for your people, and we believe that you are true to your promises. Hear us now, and you will come again in glory. We love you, Lord, and we rejoice in you, our living hope. Amen. Amen. He is risen. Um, thank you. Um, can you please, at this time, share that greeting with someone near you, and then I will make a few announcements in just a minute. Um, so I just have a few announcements to make um, today. Um, first and foremost, we always welcome our newcomers. Um, so for those who are new to GCCC, um, we are so happy to have you here today. And um, if you are new and you are maybe just wanting to get to know more people at our church or learn more about our church, um, please email welcome at greatcommissioncc.org. Um, Secondly, as always, um, we are hosting our prayer meeting um, this Tuesday at 8 p.m. on Zoom. Um, this Tuesday, we are joining the um, Central Asia and Middle East Missions Task Force um, to pray um, just as um, Muslims around the world are praying and fasting during um, Ramadan. We want to spend um, this time praying for um, yeah, just loved ones and neighbors and friends and coworkers and community members um, that they would encounter Jesus in this season. Um, and so please join us at 8 p.m. on Zoom for that this Tuesday. 
Um, so this afternoon, after service, we are hosting a mental health seminar from 2 p.m. to 3.15 p.m. here, back here at the Doubletree. Um, and this is the second seminar on mental health that our church has hosted this year. Um, this will also be led by Daniel Pian, who is sitting right there. Um, and uh, <laughs> um, we will be responding to the question, why am I the way that I am? Um, and this will really be a discussion of identity formation, mental health, and also the church. Um, and you, so you will have plenty of time to go get lunch um, and then come back here by two o'clock. Um, so please plan to join us um, just as um, we take this time to share about our life experiences, um, the sources of present unhealthy thoughts and behavior for individuals, um, and also how we as a church can um, act as a force for healing and freedom. Um, so next Sunday, April 23rd, we will be at the Crown Plaza, not here at the Doubletree. Um, if you attended services um, last summer, you'll remember that there were a couple of months that we were at the Crown Plaza. So we're back there just for next week. Um, please mark your calendars and make sure to go there next Sunday, not here. Um, it's, a it's about two blocks from here um, toward Crystal Drive. If you take the metro, get off at the Crystal City metro stop, not the Pentagon City um, metro stop. Um, also, after service next week, we are having a welcome back, welcome lunch. Um, so this lunch is really for those of us who aren't like new to this church, but um, maybe it's just been a while since you've attended services regularly, um, you know, particularly um, since the pandemic. And so if that um, is the case for you, um, we are hosting this lunch um, for you to um, just reconnect with other people um, and leaders at our church. Um, and so if you are interested in attending that, um, please email our welcome email and let us know that you are coming just so we prepare enough food ahead of time. Um, and yeah, this might feel more like a reunion than like a welcome lunch, but um, yeah, we would love to see um, you there. And um, BTW, for anyone who is new, like actually new to GCCC, um, we do host welcome lunches for newcomers on a pretty regular basis. And so if you are um, like an actual newcomer, um, please keep on the lookout for that. Also on the 23rd, next Sunday, um, we are continuing our classes on Rhythms of Grace. Um, and the next class is on feasting um, and why feasting and celebration are an important part of wholeness and healthy spirituality. Um, so the last class that we had um, was two months ago as Lent was just starting, um, and that class was on fasting. Um, and this upcoming class is on feasting, um, just with the Easter season underway. Um, and so you can sign up for that, as always, through our church's website. Um, and then lastly, we will be showing a video from our missions partner, David Manfred, um, who will be telling us a little bit more about our shared ministry in a region of Cambodia. Greetings, brothers and sisters from Great Commission Community Church. I'm standing here in front of a memorial to the first two Protestant missionaries named the Hammonds and Ellisons who came to Cambodia in 1923, 100 years ago. We had large celebrations in Cambodia to celebrate that event 
of what God has been has done to be faithful to build his church in Cambodia and he's still building his church in Cambodia and you folks are a part of that I also want to thank Great Commission Community Church for your partnership with our work in Stung Treng province there's some really cool things that are happening up there there's a mainly there's this construction of this new health center here you can see some of what is going on there they've just started finishing up on the roof and they're working on the interior and tiling and a lot of other things in terms of prayer requests i think one of the main things would be for uh, dr aaron branch and his family are going to be moving up to stung to work with the provincial hospital that's happening uh, at the end of august so they have a lot of transitions uh, dr branch has been in cambodia serving as a physician for more than seven years his wife is actually cambodian and they'll be a, a important resource as we begin partnering with the provincial hospital. In Siembo commune, in this area where this new clinic is being built, there was only one known Christian in that area. And so just pray that as the medical care begins to flow into that area through this new clinic, that there would be ongoing opportunities. There's already been a very positive witness through the construction of this clinic in this very spiritually needy place as well. Finally, pray for Joyce Johns, who is kind of our team leader there as she is working in the nursing school and uh, looking at the possibilities of developing a new lab program with that nursing school. So uh, Joyce is a very busy person. I, I know prayers for her ongoing ministry and effectiveness. She teaches at the nursing school and is helping to try and get this lab program going would be much appreciated as well. Most of all, we just want to thank you for partnering so closely with us in this hugely significant project we just received recently our official agreement from the ministry of foreign affairs to continue as an ngo and a big part of that is really based on this medical work that's happening that's actually opening doors throughout all of cambodia uh, for the work so you truly are our key partners in cambodia in seeing not only medical care being strengthened but helping us in sharing the gospel throughout this land thank you again may the lord bless you Yeah, so as a church, we have been partnered with Alliance Missions in Cambodia for the past five years. Um, and currently, as David shared, we are committed to helping them build this medical clinic in a region um, where people do not currently have access to medical care. Um, the building is nearing completion, and it is time for us then to raise the remaining funds that are needed. Um, and we are really excited about our opportunity to join what God is working in Cambodia. Um, and so, yeah, we would just ask that um, you all would pray um, and ask the Lord what um, maybe he would like you to give to this ministry. Um, and just to put some numbers on it, um, our goal is to raise $30,000 by May 14th. Um, and if that happens, then the church will match what is given um, and potentially bringing that total to $60,000. Um, and that is um, what we've been told is needed to finish the building this summer. Um, and yeah, so just in advance, um, we are thanking everyone for their generosity. Um, and yeah, just asking that um, you follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit um, with regard to this offering. Um, and so actually on that note, um, we do not collect offering physically here at GCCC. We collect offering online. Um, and so I will be praying for this week's offering. Um, if you all would bow your heads in prayer with me. God, we praise you. 
We praise you for who you are, your goodness, your abundant love, and constant provision. Um, in this season of Easter, we are so thankful for the hope we have in the resurrection of Jesus, um, and also for the lives we have here on this earth. Um, thank you for this community made up of people who are different parts of the body, but nonetheless parts of one body. Um, we pray that we would give this week's offering joyfully, knowing that all that we possess is yours, um, and yeah, believing in your will on this earth, Lord. Um, we love you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right. Hello, everyone. Good morning. Um, happy Easter season. Uh, he is risen. All right. You guys are so good. We didn't even have to, like, teach it today. Anyway, awesome. Um, today, before we get into a sermon, we're going to be doing a membership induction. We do this uh, every so often. Um, we have uh, new members joining our church. Um, well, you know, just real quick before they come up, identifying yourself with the community is a really important part of life. Um, like, just in general, we, we find a sense of, like, our identity. I guess we build um, our own sense of identity through, like, identifying with a group, you know? Like, I'm part of this group. I'm part of, like, I don't know, I'm an alum of this school. Like, I'm part of this company. I'm a resident of this area. I'm a fan of this artist or band and so on. Um, and a part of, like, this church. And um, I know, it, like, these kinds of things, like, identifying yourself with a group, it can be pretty fluid in a lot of cases, including church. And, you know, we might think, like, at what point do you consider yourself part of a church? Like, what, at what point do you consider yourself part of GCCC? Like, if you've been around, like, maybe I come to service for a few months, or I've been part of a small group for, like, a year. Maybe at that point I become, I don't know, part of the church. I don't know. It's probably different for everyone. But one way that we sort of formalize our belonging to this church, this community, is membership. And so that's just an explanation of what we're doing up here. Um, we have some new members. One of them's not here, but four of them are. So if you are one of those four, can you come on up? You can come on up. You can just be right here. Yeah, you can give them a hand. Encourage them. <laughs> All right. Um, you guys can go on this side, yeah. That's very polite, clapping. All right. Um, all right. So <clears throat> we're just going to introduce them. I'm going to ask them to, I said, why don't you guys just pull over so you're not um, separated by the projector. Um, so we're going to ask them to um, tell us their name, one hidden talent or expertise, or area of expertise, and then one thing that they're grateful for about GCCC. All right? Should we, um, <laughs> yeah, okay, should we, yeah, are we good? If you want to start down there? All right, thanks. Hi, my name is Tiffany Metcalf. Um, I don't really have hidden talents, but I'm really good at making a travel itinerary, so if you're going on vacation and you don't like that, maybe I can help you. Um, I think there's a lot of things I like about GCCC, which is why I'm becoming a member, but um, one thing is that the church is very gospel-centered, um, and I think that was really prominent during COVID times um, with all the politics and everything happening out in the world. Um, the church really stuck to the gospel during that time, and 
was very, very thankful for that. Um, additionally, I just want to say community is real um, in Christ here at GCCC, um, not just part of the title. <laughs> so um, if you want to serve, youth group is awesome. Um, that's a good way to plug into a Christ-centered community or to join a small group or even like take a class online. I've met so many people, and I feel really blessed um, and thankful for this church for that. Hi, everyone. My name is Kylie McLaughlin. Uh, I, like Tiffany, I don't really have a hidden talent, but um, one thing that I do is origami. So, like, um, I've done some, like, 3D origami that's been in a museum, and that was kind of cool. Um, one thing I love about GCCC is the community. I joined um, during the pandemic when the church was virtual, small groups were virtual, classes were virtual, everything. And so moving up here and not knowing that many people, um, I, I love how this church was so welcoming, even though I couldn't physically um, see any of you or like fellowship with any of you in person. Esther Chang, um, another non-hidden talent that I have <laughs> is baking. I bake a lot. Um, I would say the thing I appreciate most about GCCC is probably how much non-members can do um, and how much belonging there is for people who aren't members yet. Um, it's really indistinguishable. Um, and I think also how approachable a lot of the pastoral staff is. Um, yeah, I would say those two. Hi, I'm Rebecca, um, and one hidden talent I have um, is that I can get to a destination faster than Google Maps says I can. Um, specifically, I'm like a really fast walker, so I can usually like cut down by several minutes. Um, and one thing I like about GCCC is the leadership. Um, yeah, I have been a part of several different churches um, since I was born, and um, yeah, I'm just constantly so thankful for um, the leadership at our church. Um, and, um, yeah, that's, that's what I really like about GCC. I like, we, we, you guys could be like a, a very particular team with your hidden talents. Like if you're taking a trip, you get there fast, you could plan it out really well, you could have good baked treats and, and origami. Like, on the ride. That would be awesome. Anyway, um, I'm gonna, what we do in these membership inductions is uh, ask, like, five questions. Um, they're just yes or no questions, not, like, thought-provoking, like, huh, what do you think is, you know. Um, it's just, will you do this? Will you do that? And so we'll just do this formally. Um, will you, by the grace of God, faithfully abide by um, meet all the expectations described in the membership manual? Some of you guys are like, what's the membership manual? Like, Come to a class and find out. All right. Um, number two, will you, by the grace of God, abide by the doctrines and practices of the church and our denomination, the Christian and Missionary Alliance? Will you, be, by the grace of God, submit to God's authority and the authority of church leaders? Will you, by the grace of God, faithfully follow God's word and attempt to live a life that is pleasing in his sight? And will you, by the grace of God, faithfully love, respect, and serve those who are in God's church? All right. And if anyone here... Want, uh, 
never mind. I was just gonna make a joke about like how it's like at weddings, you know, when we, we do these vows and it's like, yeah, speak now or forever, hold your peace, but as you can see, it was not that funny. So, <laughs> um, but you know, as we close this induction, uh, let's just pray real quick. Father, we thank you so much for this community that we can find a sense of belonging in. Thank you so much for just one another and um, a life that we share together. Thank you especially for these uh, new members of, of GCCC, and we pray that their membership, their sort of formal belonging to this community would continue to be so uh, fruitful, a blessing to them and blessing to others. In Christ's name we pray, amen. All right, thank you guys. I have, we have gifts. Right. Um, today we start a sermon series uh, called Blessed to be a Blessing. And the title of this first sermon is the same, Blessed to be a Blessing. It sounds kind of folksy, um, but it's a very deep summary of our purpose, our creation, you know, like how God made us to be. It helps us answer questions like, why do I exist? What is my purpose in life? Why am I in this world? Uh, when I was a teenager, I learned this song at, uh, at my church. It went like this, I was seeking, I was searching for a purpose, a reason to live, but the answer was nowhere to be found. Then one day I met the Savior, and there in him I found a reason to live. The reason I live is to worship him. The reason I live is to praise his name. The reason I live is to glorify my Lord. Um, it was a really, you know, helpful song to me, uh, a helpful song that I could sing. At some point, I, I also heard of something called the Westminster Catechism, which certain churches like... Reformed churches or Presbyterian churches like to use as a way of teaching people about Christian life. Um, I guess if anyone here has been part of a, or attended a Presbyterian church before, give a holler. Okay, yeah, all right. I love the Presbyterians. All right. Um, and probably a lot of like Koreans here or Scottish people, if or any of you are here, um, big into Presbyterians. I know for Koreans, Presbyterian missionaries were the ones who made a really big impact in Korea like 100 years ago. I was brought up in it, and I'll always have a soft spot for Presbyterians. Anyway, they do this thing called the Westminster Catechism. It's a series of questions and answers um, that you learn and you actually memorize. Um, and the first one is a famous one. You may have heard it. Um, it asks, what is the chief end of man? And the answer that you're supposed to give is, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. It's beautiful. It's a really beautiful question and answer. Today we're going to expand on that with a big picture look at the Bible. This sermon is a little bit different from most of our sermons. Usually we go sort of passage by passage through a book of the Bible, and we spend our time meditating on what the author and the capital A author, the Holy Spirit, means to say and how we can respond. We go like verse by verse. We think about context, history. We think about the words, how they fit into the whole book and the whole Bible too. And some people call this type of preaching expository sorry, expository preaching, an expository sermon. Um, it's an exposition about a certain passage of the Bible. Um, today we're doing something different that people sometimes call biblical theology, and it's a big picture meditation on a theme that is uh, running through the whole Bible. 
and we're thinking about a particular theme of blessing today, blessing. And one passage that we're going to spend a little more time on is Genesis 12, 1 to 3, but we'll be looking at several passages today, and then we'll think about ways this theme of blessing in the Bible affects how we live. So um, please pray with me one more time, and then we'll um, look into these scriptures. Father, we pray that you would give us um, a deep sense of identity, a deep sense of purpose, a deep sense of, a deep sense of value and worth. Lord, you've created us with these things. And so we're not like just trying to manufacture something. Lord, but we're, we're wanting to be really in touch with and really connected to these things that you have established us with. A sense of purpose, a sense of worth, a sense of meaning, a sense of a place in this world. Strengthen us in this way today. Encourage us. Deepen our understanding and our experience of our love with you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so we're going to first look at Genesis 1, um, 26 to 28. And um, I would just encourage you to read along with me and follow along, not just listen. Um, um, if you have a paper Bible um, with you, uh, you can open that up, Genesis 1, 26 to 28. If you have a device, please um, look on that device. If you're not sure how to find these passages, you can just Google or even ask maybe someone next to you for help. Um, we're looking at Genesis 1, 26 to 28 as our first passage. So this is a passage about the creation of all things, the creation of the world, and specifically we're looking at this part where God creates human beings. Um, it's highly poetic, highly symbolic, uh, chapter 1 of Genesis. Then God said, let us make man or mankind or humanity in our image, that is, in the image of God, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, that is basically every kind of animal, every you know, form of life. Verse 27 so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. Verse 28, and God blessed them. God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So as we read these verses, we're left, I think, with a few questions, at least a few questions, maybe a ton of questions. And um, some of these questions we actually end up finding answers to as we keep reading the rest of the Bible. For example, what does it mean to be blessed by God? What does it mean to be made in God's image? What does it mean to be fruitful? And like, if we're called to fill the earth, what do we fill the earth with? What does it mean to have dominion over the earth? And we won't try to answer all these questions right now, but one thing for us to notice is that in the rest of the Bible, and especially in Jesus' life, that is Jesus, who is the ultimate human being, living out God's image so perfectly and so exactly, like he is the truest human ever, especially as we look at Jesus' life, we'll see that being blessed, like God blessing us, isn't a self-centered thing. Being made in God's image isn't primarily about us, like, enjoying and loving that incredible status kind of for ourselves. As we look at Jesus, we see that we are meant to fill the earth 
with something, with goodness, with beauty, and what the Bible calls the knowledge of the Lord. And having dominion, it's, so it's not about just filling the earth with ourselves. And having dominion over the earth is about a responsibility. You know, it's not just something for us to enjoy, like a status for us to feel good about ourselves. It's a responsibility to care for this world and for one another. There's actually this book that came out last year. It's called The Immense World. I don't know if any of you have read it. It's by this um, a journalist, Ed Young, and it's about the world of animals and how animals perceive the world, like different animals uh, perceive the world. And I don't know if he's a Christian, but his takeaway is actually very Christian and very like Genesis onesie. It's that human beings are different from all other animals because we're the only animals who can understand how other animals perceive the world. And so we have a responsibility. Like, it must be our job to protect their worlds and carry, or sorry, like, carry them and give, like, just protection and support and, um, like, care for these animals. And what we see in these following chapters of Genesis, though, like, when we read Genesis chapter 2, 3, 4, um, up to chapter 12, we see that human beings fail to live this out. That's the story of Genesis 1 to 11. You know, it starts with hu human beings made in the image of God, but it continues with human beings not wanting to be in the image of God, but wanting to be God. You're, we're going to see a story of, like, fruit and a serpent and a curse on humanity and our world. It continues with humans murdering one another. It continues with more evil, spreading evil, spreading destruction, so that instead of knowledge of God filling the earth, it's sin against God and sin against others that are filling the earth. Then we get to Genesis 12, and I'm going to have us turn there. Genesis 12, so like a handful of um, pages, or if you're reading on a device, it's 11 swipes. Um, so we'll go to Genesis 12, and it's the first three verses that we're going to be reading. Genesis 12, 1 to 3. And this is actually just a repetition of Genesis 1, those verses that we just read. Now the Lord said to Abram, also known as Abraham, the Lord said to Abram, the same Lord that created everything, that made human beings in his or their own image. The Lord said to Abraham, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you. So just like Genesis 1 said, and God blessed him. And he said, go multiply, fill the earth. Here he says to Abraham, I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. So already we're starting to understand, okay, this is what God meant when he said these things in Genesis 1. I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is, like I just said, a repetition of Genesis 1. God is blessing human beings. And we find out that God isn't just blessing human beings, and in this case, Abraham or Abram, for his own sake. God is blessing Abram or Abraham to be a blessing to others. In fact, to all the families or people groups of the world, all the cultures and subcultures of the world. Abraham is a special person indeed. He's a new Adam. 
He's a new humanity. His family is meant to be a new humanity, to be blessed by God and to be a blessing, to bring blessing to the whole world. This is God's plan to fix things. Everything that went wrong in the first 11 chapters of Genesis, this is God's plan to fix them, to restore human beings and to restore this world. We're just going to jump ahead. Um, I don't think you can swipe this, so I would recommend you do a new search or um, head over to the New Testament, Galatians chapter 3, verse 7 to 9. These are the uh, few verses that we're going to be reading here. Galatians 3, verse 7 to 9. This is Paul's letter to a church, an ancient church. And um, he's explaining, he's explaining our relationship as people who believe in Christ, our relationship to this ancient person, even more ancient person, Abraham. And so this is Galatians 3, verse 7. Know then that it is those of faith, that is, people who are living by faith in Jesus, who are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles, that is, non-biological like descendants of Abraham, God would justi- justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham. So Paul is saying the scripture actually preached the gospel before Jesus came to this earth. The scripture preached the gospel to Abraham, saying, In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. So just a few things here. Verse 7 says that it's not just biological descendants of Abraham who are children of Abraham, part of this great nation that God promised. It's everyone who lives by faith in the good news of Christ. Like, if you believe that Jesus came to us as the true human being, the ultimate human being, that he died for our sake, that he was resurrected on the third day from his death, that he lived with his disciples hanging out for 40 days after resurrection, and then ascended out of this world, that his spirit was given to his followers after another 10 days. That's 40 plus 10. That's why Easter season is 50 days. So, um... It's a 50-day season of celebration and feasting. Amen. All right. Um, it's really interesting, right? It's like Lent is 40 days, but Easter is 50 days. Like, what does that symbolize? I, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, uh, if you believe these things, that that's what happened. His spirit came, and he himself is going to come again sometime soon. If you believe in this good news for this world, for yourself and for this world, you're part of this restoration project with Abraham from Genesis 12. And in Galatians 3, verse 8, it turns out, Paul says, this good news of Jesus was preached to Abraham before Jesus, beforehand. And how did God put it to Abraham? Like, How did he explain this good news to Abraham? That all peoples of the world would be blessed and in fact, blessed through him. The gospel or the good news of Jesus, consistent throughout the Bible, it's not something like new that God had never revealed before Jesus. It's this gospel consistent from like Genesis on. This gospel tells us that we were meant to be a blessing, that we are called and meant to be a, blessed, uh, to be a blessing to others, to be blessed by God and to be a blessing to others. This is the good news of the Bible. And finally, in verse 9 of this uh, Galatians 3, all of us who have faith in Jesus are part of this. Like, we're part of Abraham's family. We're part of this blessing and this call given to Abraham. It's sort of circular. We're not just blessed. We're actually part of the great nation, the children of Abraham, and thus we're called not just to be blessed, but to be a blessing to others. 
to be a blessing to others. Um, and then, sorry, we're going backwards. We're going backwards to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. And we're going to read verse, well, we're just going to read one verse, actually, verse 35. This is the same Paul whose letter we just read in Galatians. And this is a, a little story of him saying goodbye to church leaders or elders in um, the city of Ephesus, which also received uh, another letter that that book is called Ephesians. But he's saying goodbye to them. Um, and it turns out that he's saying like a permanent goodbye to them. And so he closes his sort of farewell with verse 35 in Acts chapter 20. It says, in all these things, I've shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And it's weird, this like farewell that Paul gives ends with these words from Jesus that we don't have like in Mark or any of the other biographies of Jesus in the Bible. I mean, maybe it just didn't make, into, didn't make it into those books, but it was like well-known in the early church. I don't know. Maybe it's Paul's paraphrase summary of Jesus' teaching. I, I don't know. But whatever it is, Jesus at some point somehow in some way said, it is better to give. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So what could a world of being like of true humanity, of true humans, people actually living out the image of God, people actually living out the, the sort of promise, the good news that God gave to Abraham and God gives to all of us through Christ. If, if we live this out, what would a world of being blessed and being a blessing look like? And we can use our imagination, but also the Bible does give us some vivid pictures, actually. And so we'll wrap up this bird's eye look at the Bible and this idea of blessing and being a blessing with two final passages. So we're just looking at these final two. One's like a positive picture and one's a negative picture. So we'll start with the positive picture. Should we start with the negative? Bad news first. All right, let's go negative first. All right, the negative picture. And we're going to be looking at Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 2. And um, we'll, start, we'll start in verse, um, we'll start in verse 6, middle of verse 6 of Habakkuk chapter 2. Woe to him who heaps up what is not his own. So this is what it looks like uh, when you don't have a blessed world where people are not being blessed to be a blessing. Woe to him who heaps up what is not his own for how long and loads himself up with pledges like debts. Will not your debtors suddenly arise and those awake who will make you tremble, then you will be spoiled for them. You know, basically, you know, um, like loan sharks. Because you have plundered many nations, all the remnants of the people shall plunder you for the blood of man and violence to the earth, to cities and all who dwell in them. Woe to him who gets evil gain for his house to set his nest on high to be safe from the reach of harm. Basically, like, cornering themselves out from the rest of the world to just save themselves. Woe to these people. You have devised shame for your house by cutting off many peoples. You have forfeited your life, for the stone will cry out from the wall, the beam from the woodwork respond. Woe to him who builds a town with blood and founds a city on iniquity. Behold, is it not from the Lord of hosts that people labor merely for fire and nations weary themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as waters cover the seas. Why is the water 
or why is the earth going to be filled with knowledge of the glory of the Lord like waters cover the sea? It's because God is going to correct this picture. And so positively, positive, positively, here's Isaiah 11. Isaiah 11, we'll be reading 6 to 9. This is what it looks like positively. So not just what it doesn't look like, but this is actually what it does look like. A world of being blessed and being a blessing. Isaiah 11, 6 through 9. The wolf shall live with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat. The calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. This is the animals, they're not eating each other. They're living together. They're young living together. Verse 8, the nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. This is Genesis 1. Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth like this. Fill the earth like this. God blessed them and said, you will be blessed and you are called to be a blessing. This is Jesus' life. It is more blessed to give than to receive. We are called to be blessed, but we're called to be a blessing. So in the coming weeks, this is just an introduction to our series, in the coming weeks we'll talk about being a blessing. What does it look like to be a blessing in different spheres of life? You know, as we do our part in living out this gospel, this gospel that ends with the whole earth being filled with the knowledge of the Lord, like waters cover or fill the seas. We'll be talking about how being a blessing uh, could look with our family, with our friends, with work, with where we live. But for now, we can just start asking ourselves some big and small questions. Like just to, just for today, let's start with some questions just to help us think through, like, is this something that I'm living out? Like, am, am I living out this calling on humanity from Genesis 1 and Genesis 12? <clears throat> so just a handful of questions to think about. Like, do I pray more for myself or for others? So, blessed to be a blessing. So, is this my life? Blessed to be a blessing. Is this my life? Some questions. Do I, when I pray, do I pray more for myself or for others? Do I listen to other people more than I talk? And for Christians, do you listen to non-Christians more than you say things to them? Number three, do you enjoy sharing things as much or more than you enjoy having them for yourselves? Like, does food taste better when it's shared? Does money give you a better feeling of security when you use it for others to enjoy? Number four, can you think of multiple people in your life that you serve rather than are served by? And... Lastly, do you share your stories with others, and do they share their stories with you? So some practical, concrete suggestions, you know, as, as we think about these kind of questions, here's some concrete suggestions to help us live as a blessing, and we're going to be talking about this for the next little bit here, next handful of weeks, but here's some concrete suggestions starting out to help us live as a blessing. Because that's how we understand how we were made and how we were called as humans and as Christians. 
following Jesus, the most full human being who ever lived, to be a blessing to others. And this is an acronym, acronym BLESS. And you might be like, Carlos, like an acronym, you know? Because um, that's not usually something I do, but this is what we're doing. Um, acronym BLESS. It actually comes from um, this book. So Pastor Steve, who is our head pastor of GCCC, and he's actually going to be here in a couple weeks, and we're looking forward to that. But Pastor Steve, he's a part of this cohort of pastors, and um, they get together to talk about evangelism, that is, like, sharing good news with other people. And um, in that cohort, they're reading this book by a guy named Dave Fer Ferguson, who's uh, sort of a coach for, like, starting new churches, um, and he has this book called BLESS. And this guy, Dave Ferguson, has this acronym, BLESS. And so this is from him to Pastor Steve to us, all right? So BLESS. So B stands for begin with prayer. B stands for begin with prayer. Like, how do we be a blessing? Begin with prayer. L, listen to other people. E, eat together. Eat together. S, serve other people. And the second S, share your stories, especially the story of Jesus that all our smaller stories and all our lives connect under. So begin with prayer, listen to other people, eat together with others, serve others, and share your stories. This biblical calling, like blessed to be a blessing, this way that we are created to be, is different from just like, I want to change the world. You know, like it doesn't, I don't know. It's a, a lot of times when we think of our ideal job, like people say like, oh, I want to be paid a lot, I want to have a lot of prestige, and I want to change the world. And, um, it's, you know, it's sort of like, I'm going to get mine, and it would be really meaningful to do things for other people, too. Um, so blessed to be a blessing, uh, that, like this calling that God has given us, this purpose, this way of life that God has given to all human beings, and, but especially to people who understand this good news of Christ. It's not just like we have two columns. Like one column is like where we get ours, like I get mine, and then this other column for like how other people might benefit. And as long as the second column isn't like totally empty, that's good enough. You know, that's sort of like a life where it's really about yourself and you just add some decorations to the big thing, you know. Um, but that's different from an identity where you are blessed and you are a blessing, where you are blessed to be a blessing. It's, it's not like the second column is just an add-on. It's part of our, it is like our identity. And I know that actually Christians can be very bad at it, you know. Um, but I think meditating on this theme, like today and over the next week, uh, weeks, blessed to be a blessing, it's an occasion for the church to repent, to be like part of a larger church that is repenting and changing, to be recovering from like selfish living, to be recovering from selfish theology and selfish interpretation of the Bible, to just, you know, to like stop, to just stop thinking of Christ's good news as like basically each of us gets to heaven when we die. You know, if that's the good news that we're building our lives around, like just I'll be okay in the end, I mean, it's no wonder we are selfish. And it's no wonder we look at jobs the same way that, you know, any like non-Christian would, you know, pay, prestige, and maybe doing something that would help other people instead of looking at, like, who we are and our purpose, blessed to be a blessing. So during Easter season, this time of feasting, this time of celebration, this time of taking up new things, let's take up a life God made us for. 
Let's be blessed to be a blessing. Let's think about that over, over this week, over the coming weeks, and let's be new that way. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Let's pray together. Um, Lord, as we are here together wanting to celebrate, wanting to live out a new life, wanting, uh, I don't know, just wanting like a purposeful, wanting a joyful life, we're realizing that that life doesn't happen when we're just living for ourselves. Just, you, you didn't make us to work that way. Instead, you made us to work like we are fulfilled. We are really living out like our calling and our, our, our meaning and like our real makeup by being a blessing to others, by filling these, this earth with good things, with knowledge of you. And we're asking that you change us continually and make us to be what you've called us to be more and more. We pray that as individuals, and we pray that as a community. Lord, let us indeed, like, be a blessing. Lord, in the end, it's, it's tiring and it's unfulfilling to just live for ourselves. Like, as much as we do it, it's not all that satisfying in the end. It's, it's in fact, very tiring at times. So, Lord, we are wanting to go your way. We're wanting to go a different way. So lead us as, as we follow you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body broken for you. My life is not blessed only. It is blessed to be a blessing. So he took this bread and he broke it and he said, this is my body broken for you. Not just for myself, but broken for you. And this cup is a cup of new covenant in my blood. This cup is my blood shed for the forgiveness of your sins. And he said, when you take this bread and you take this cup, you proclaim my death. My death, not just for myself, but my death for others. You proclaim this until I come again. And so this is what we do every Sunday. We get together. We tell the story of Christ. We enjoy God's presence together. And part of our telling of this story of Christ, part of our enjoying God's presence together is just taking this little um, symbol of his body and his blood. And so I encourage you, there's elements at the front here and also in the back. Just take this and just say, Lord, just in your own way, you can just say, Lord, you live the life for others. You live the life not just to be blessed, but to be a blessing. And this is my life too. So we're, um, we're going to sing a, a last song or two. And um, as the band comes up, please be welcome to take an element and um, take it back to your seat.
as we go from here, we're always uh, sent uh, again, like not just to be with a blessing, but to be a blessing to other people. So as we go from here, let's go out with blessing. Let's go out with love. Let's go out with grace and a heart to serve. Let's go out in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit doing that. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, we look forward to seeing you more throughout Easter season, and uh, also hopefully we'll see you later this afternoon at 2 for our seminar.